My yeah. business coach once said to me, um, if you fall in love with the numbers, they're going to fall in love with you. So <laughs> sounds a bit corny. <laughs> Is it true? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think if you love your numbers and know how to read them inside out and, um, yeah, I think it pays off because you can really save money in areas, errors and if you don't sort of drill down into them, then you, you don't know. You just don't know what you don't know. Welcome to the Private Practice Made Perfect podcast with me, Kathy Love. I'm a business coach who helps allied health professionals run powerful and profitable businesses in the disability sector. Join me for cutting-edge interviews with leaders in the allied health and business fields, along with plenty of practical content that you can use to make your business practice perfect. My guest today for our podcast conversation is Alison Joyce. Alison is the founding partner of Efficiency Partners, and they are bookkeepers who specialize in allied health and medical businesses. Welcome, Alison. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you for having me. So have the nerves settled? <laughs> <laughs> this is my first ever podcast, to be totally honest with you. So um, I have got a few butterflies racing around the belly. Love a few butterflies. I'm sure we'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. So you've been in business a while, hey? 14 years? Yeah. So uh, I founded Efficiency Partners uh, in 2004. And the business was initially founded, uh, I was running an accounting firm at that point in time. I was a practice manager. um, And I also did some... um, consulting work in terms of financials and tax returns and things and and what I was seeing is a really large number of small to medium businesses that just had really really poor bookkeeping and the business owners themselves uh, had no idea how their business was performing so at that point in time um, I launched uh, it was called A-class bookkeeping back then believe it or not and um, we've since progressed to efficiency partners so uh, yeah, it's been um, it's been a really great journey. We've met so many business owners and helped so many business owners, and um, yeah, we're looking forward to continuing that journey. Owning your own business has it been what you what you expected? Uh, look, it's not all sunshine and lollipops, as we all know. Uh, there's definitely times where you question what you're doing and why you're doing it. But I think at the end of the day, if you go back to the real purpose of why you're doing what you're doing, then I think it makes it all worthwhile. But there's definitely been times where you question uh, why you're doing it, yeah. <laughs> the thought of annual leave or sick leave somewhere else. The thought of just switching off when you walk out the door. Oh, dreamy, <laughs> dreamy, dreamy. So owning your own business, what, what have you learned? What I've learnt, um, you can't be the master of everything is probably the number one thing that I've learnt. Um, and I think when we start out in business, we all think that we're superman or superwoman and that we can handle every aspect of the business. Um, but the truth is we can't. And um, when you are a bit of a um, controlling kind of person, um, it can mean that you don't want to delegate things. So sometimes that takes a lot longer than what it should in business. 
Yeah, that's a comment that you made earlier before we clicked um, recording that in your experience, you see allied health and or medical business owners waiting way too long to bring in a bookkeeping specialist. Yeah, they do. We've, we've seen it time and time again, Kathy. And I think it's, there is definitely a trust issue there. Um, there's definitely also an element of control there that they feel like they're losing control. Um, but the truth is that you actually have more control if you know your numbers. And um, we find that a lot of the allied health professionals and the medical uh, industry as well, they wait too long to pull the trigger on, on um, connecting with an, a bookkeeper, engaging them for their services. And it costs money in the long run um, and a lot of headaches. And in those early days when you're running a private practice, you really don't know what you don't know. A bit later on, you get a bit of a clue about what you don't know. Uh, but in the early days, you don't know how wrong it could be going or how tangled zero or mild or whatever it is that you're using. So if you just keep magnifying that, I think I've got it right, I think I've got it right, uh, you've got such a mess to untangle. I've just heard of stories where people have had thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of detangling or even restarting because it was just not worth fixing. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, it, it costs money to untangle and redo. It also costs the, the business owner um, money in terms of their time uh, and also money in terms of missed deductions, missed tax deductions, but also missed GST deductions. So, um, missed payments, missed invoices. Missed payments, invoicing that's done, not done on a regular basis so their cash flow is, is really tight and it's a, just a really bad compounding <laughs> yeah. yeah. So why is it, do you think that business owners are a little bit cautious about engaging a bookkeeper? What's tricky about that bit? Yeah, I've actually tried to work that out myself, Kathy. <laughs> I'm um, sure you have. <laughs> I have too, actually. Yeah, look, I don't know the answer to it, to be honest. I think it, there is just um, a lack of trust. You find that most um most clients that come to us are through a referral of some kind. Mm. So they've already been referred, referred through a trusted business um, advisor, whether that be the accountant or a business coach. Um, and I think that, that trusted referral goes a long way. I find a lot of people have also been burnt in the past yeah. by bookkeepers that aren't as competent as what they say they are. And I also think sometimes it's just that letting go for people. Yeah. Um, they feel like they're, they're losing control, but actually they're gaining more control and more time. Yeah. So usually what happens is that they, um, they make the phone call and um, the bookkeeper gets engaged and then they wonder why they didn't do it a year ago. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, I hear that story as well. Yeah. So you guys are based up on the very sunshiny, sunshine coast, but you guys work virtually with businesses all over the country, yeah? We, we do, yeah. We're actually based uh, in what I would call the rainy coast today. Oh, you're on the rainy coast today. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, but generally it's sunny. Um, yes, we have clients all over Australia and um, they are, our clients are in a variety of industries, um, but our specialty is definitely in the allied health and, and uh, medical industries. And you're using zero. Is are most businesses using zero? 
Predominantly, yeah. Most are using Zero these days. There's just so many. The app marketplace uh, for Zero is enormous. Yeah. What yeah. do you love about it? Zero or the mm, Zero? Yeah. Look, I love the um, ability to drill down into transactions to customize your own reporting to, um, you know, just click on the search button and, and type in anything you like, whether it be a date, uh, a name of a supplier, an amount, and it will go through the entire system and find that for you. It also has the ability to do bulk corrections on transactions and, and quite often we use that when we're cleaning up someone's file. The interface is, is very user-friendly and I just think they're a really evolving company. Yeah, and they seem to be quite interested in what their users are saying as well. They do, um, yeah. Their support is really good. And, um, we know, we provide feedback as partners of, of the Xero um, company. We provide feedback to the company and, and, and most of the time they listen. Yeah. While we're on the topic of Xero, uh, from time to time I come across very enthusiastic business owners who are going to set it all up themselves. and. I can see you smiling. So for people listening, <laughs> Alison's head is just split with a grin. Um, and when I decided to move to zero, I could not find a consultant fast enough because my accountant bookkeeper and I looked at each other and said, we are so not doing that. We are going out to lunch and arriving at a meeting when it's all done. Yeah. What are your thoughts on DIY versus engaging someone who's been there and done that, just loading the answer somewhat? Yeah, look, DIY, nine times out of 10, we find DIY ends badly, pretty much. Oh, wow, yeah. Because it really is a case of um, junk in, junk out. If you don't set it up correctly right from the start, then um, it's going to create havoc down the track. So, you know, you really want to set up your chart of accounts so that you can get some really clear optics from it so you can understand your different income streams and the gross margins on those income streams. Um, You need to ensure that your payroll is set up correctly. Um, There's just so many things in the setup process that um, an experienced advisor could set up uh, accurately, but also probably five times faster than the DIY. Yeah. And so, say, um, I would say don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> and, sure answer. Yeah. And save your time and money in the long run, knowing absolutely. that it's correct. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So zero is the crowd favorite at the moment. And um, I love it for its, uh, I love the color of it. I find the color quite calming because it's often quite stressful looking in there. <laughs> truth be told um but to be able to click and find things and change date ranges and ranges and different reports and checking down into what that 287 dollars really was um and you can also have some uh private expenses and things in there as well and being able to pull them out as well because sometimes business owners have got some private stuff going on in their businesses rightly or wrongly so hence that's the ability to click them out of your business reporting yeah absolutely and the um we call those um expenses yaya so they're expenses that you can you claim in your business but they're not absolutely necessary for the running of um so you can sort of set that up as a tracking category and report on those as well so does the yaya stand for anything or is it just a it's actually a term that i got from my business coach yeah um and it's it's a 
it's been around for a long, long time. So sometimes I say, yeah, yeah, and people just look at me blankly. Um, other people already heard of it. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uh, just, a, just an interesting one. So zero is the way to go. Um, the best way to engage a bookkeeper is personal recommendation, um, doing some homework, uh, and interviewing a range of bookkeepers really to kind of, yeah, just as you would in, interview anybody for a clinical or a practice management position, um, you need yeah. a point of comparison as well. Well, and you need to, uh, the biggest thing with our industry is that you need to be trusted um, business partners and um, you need to be able to call your bookkeeper at, at any time and ask any question you like, even if you think it's silly. Mm. Um, and you need to be able to speak to them on a really honest and open level. Um, so yeah, you do need to be able to get on with the person. And I think if you sort of speak to a couple of different bookkeepers, you're going to know which person you, you're going to best gel with. Yep. yep. And they may be the person that you cry in front of, just saying. <laughs> yeah, I've had a lot of phone calls with crying on them. <laughs> <laughs> so they're that person. But they don't have to be a real-life person that comes to your office. And for some reason, people think that that's best. But invariably what happens sometimes as I hear it is the bookkeeper comes in and they've got to find the laptop and they've got to get onto Wi-Fi. They've got to find a quiet room. They have to spread your business documents out all over the place. There's barely a moment's peace or even privacy. So the notion of a bookkeeper working virtually I think it's genius. Yeah, it's just the way things are going, Kathy. You don't really have to be sitting yeah. in someone's office. And to be totally honest with you, what we have found is that when you go to a client's premise, there are so many interruptions. So, um, you know, you might be there for six hours and they might like that because you're there and they can have a chin wag to you. And we have found that when we then take that client's work out of their office and do it from our office, Nine times out of ten, it takes sort of three to four hours. So yeah. it's a lot more efficient and cost-effective for the business owner if it's done virtually. And with yeah. technology around, you know, all the technology that's out these days, you really don't need to be sitting in the office. And it kind of forces business owners to uh, move with the times a little in terms of um, their filing systems and the way they do things. So I think it's a real benefit. Yep. One of the best things I've um, done is set up an email. It took a million years, but accounts at naker.com.au. And so increasingly I'm using that in appropriate places so that receipts and things go straight to mm-hmm. my, uh, my bookkeeper. Now that was a win. Should have done that years ago. Yeah, most of our clients uh, that we work with, we encourage them to set up an accounts at email. And if they're not in a position to do so, we then do it through our, our Gmail business platform. And it's mm. for $5.95 a month. I can tell you there's um, a lot of it's probably the best investment ever. And that, that email address is monitored by the bookkeeper. Um, the bookkeeper can uh, receive the invoices in. They can respond to your customers and suppliers. And it's just something that doesn't clog up your inbox. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So you guys as awesome bookkeepers, what... What do you actually do for your clients? What are the services that you offer? Yeah, so we offer um, our services are, are pretty customised to our clients' needs. 
So uh, nowadays we have three different packages um, that we offer to our clients. One is a package that is, I guess you could call it the DIY package. And it basically is that the business owner is doing everything themselves in terms of the processing. And we then on a monthly basis log in and review what they've done, prepare their BAS uh, and the compliance side of things. Um, then, we, then we have two other packages and um, they're just they're similar. Um, the higher level package enables us to have a monthly finance meeting with the client. It allows us to do some budgeting and cash flow forecasting. And we see these days that a lot of business owners, um, they don't have 12-week rolling cash flows and they don't have budgets and, you know, they kind of just go along month by month and mm. they're not really monitoring as well as they should. So we can do everything from paying your bills, paying your team, um, to your BAS, to your payroll, communicating with your accountant and tax agent on your behalf, uh, you're invoicing for your customers. So there's a really a wide range of um, services that we provide. And is that that's the high-end package, that last bit, the full and remarkable amazing service yeah we call that our diamond service um and that includes budgeting cash flow forecasting Mm. rolling cash flows and also a monthly meeting to discuss your figures so that um you understand how to read your p&l and your balance sheet and on a month-by-month basis we can sort of look for areas to save you money and um so you know exactly where the business is at at all times yeah, there seems to be a lot of hesitation about um, clicking and printing that profit loss and balance sheet. <laughs> and um, I, I think in part that a lot of allied health professionals and medicos, you would know as well, are so highly skilled and such amazing technicians in their field that they sort of feel that their business prowess should be just as awesome. And it kind of makes sense that it isn't because they haven't spent 10, 15, 20 years honing their business skills. They've invested heavily in their technical um, therapeutic medical skills. So where the business mojo is going to come from, I don't quite know where they think that's that's going to arrive from. And so to get in and get started and to work with someone and to find someone who can explain it to you over and over and over again and then explain it to you a couple more times yeah. and highlight this and highlight that that it takes time to learn this stuff um yeah it absolutely we sort does of, yeah we expect ourselves to know it yeah it's, it's a really unrealistic expectation yeah. um the thing is you don't need to know as a business owner um the ins and outs of how to do everything in terms of your bookkeeping mm. but you absolutely need to be confident in the reports that you're reading and know how to read them so that you can make informed decisions yeah absolutely so what how do you know when business owners are starting to get the hang of it? Um, usually by the questions that they ask yeah. you. And you find in our meetings on a monthly basis that, you know, you're not focusing so much on what does that mean or, or where'd that figure come from. You're focusing on the higher level, sort of this was our profit, this is our budget sort of this month for this item, a GL item, this is what our actuals are, mm. Let's, how can we fix that? Or how can we increase your margins? What do we need to do? So the level of conversation is is a lot higher when the penny sort of drops or starts to drop for a business owner. Yeah. And then it's about, I guess, the habit of keeping your head in the numbers for um, the right reasons and for enough of the time to make sure that they're used and that it's ongoing. 
Yeah, and I find uh, this is why we love our monthly finance meetings with our clients because it also creates some accountability Mm. Um, and creating accountability for people is uh, it's amazing what that actually does so it's a, it creates accountability it provides them education and it provides them clarity and consistency in their business so that they know what's going on my yeah. business coach once said to me um if you fall in love with the numbers they're going to fall in love with you so <laughs> sounds a bit corny <laughs> is it true uh yeah i think so i think if you love your numbers and know how to read them inside out and yeah, I think it pays off because you can really save money in areas, errors and if you don't sort of drill down into them, then you, you don't know. You just don't know what you don't know. Mm, very, very interesting. I'm going to contemplate the falling in love with the numbers bit. That could well be the tagline for this podcast. I'm sure the, <laughs> the guys writing the show notes are just tapping that out right now. <laughs> what else does a, a bookkeeper bring to the, to the mental health of a business owner? First and foremost, I think it brings peace of mind. Mm. So if you've, I like to say that uh, efficiency partners, we like to say that we bring clarity, consistency and confidence to our clients. Um, We bring peace of mind and it just allows them to concentrate on on what they're passionate about. So, and it's just like any area of your business, you need need to delegate the things that you are not good at and... um, this particular area of business is so important. Yeah, absolutely. Cla- what was it? Clarity, consistency, and confidence. They're very, they're very good. They're very yeah, good. yeah. One thing that I um, that is particularly topical in my world at the moment, and it's for business owners who are finding their way with the National Disability Insurance Scheme, the NDIS, and. Um, I'm not sure what you know about that, but you'll know about the concept um, underlying the question I'm going to ask is that if they deliver an hour of occupational therapy and they bill the government $179, how do they figure out what it actually costs them to deliver that one hour? And so there's a lot of buzz around the place, cost of goods, cost of sales, break-even point, um, yeah. break-even break analysis on the business, but break-even and on even on an hour's worth of product, for want of a better word. And um, yeah, the reason that this is uh, hot at the moment is that there is um, suggestion that the NDIS will bring in tiered pricing so that one hour of therapy might be worth 200 bucks a different hour could be worth 180 160 140 120 I don't even know what the price points are and so everyone's wondering about if it's worth it which kind of sessions and clients they're going to take based on the profitability of the different um, products or the different billing points so it's a bit of a world of pain out there at the moment Mm, yeah um Look, I think with the margins being so skinny, it really is important that you do know what they are. Um, practitioners need to take into account, obviously, that not only their time and the cost of their time, quite often they undervalue their time, just saying. Just saying. She yeah. is just <laughs> saying. Mm. Um, they need to take the cost of their time into account. They need to take any kind of administration cost um, I know there's a bit of a, a minefield in terms of the compliance around the NDIS. Um, 
And they also need to factor in a portion of their operating cost. So, you know, all those things uh, just keep decreasing your margins. Yeah. And so if you can work that out right from the start, um, then that would be very, very handy for you moving forward. Yeah. A lot of um, a lot of business owners would be enthralled, maybe alarmed, to realize that on, your, on $179, which is a lot of money, they might only be taking home $22.10. Yeah, exactly I've right. I've done no maths on that whatsoever other than 10% plus a bit, which, which is a likely kind of profit um, on that. Um, you would hopefully be wanting 30% to take home, but it may not be likely if, um, if you're not really kind of in love with your numbers. I'm going to think about it for days to come. <laughs> uh, and so that's where a bookkeeper could potentially help out, work out what those magic break-even profit numbers are. Yeah, absolutely. And look, we do it in our own business, Cathy. Mm-hmm. We, um, we work out what it is on an hourly rate and the costs that are involved in that. And then we work out um, uh, this. So we go a total of our operating expenses this is the number of hours we have in a day and uh, this is the number of clients and therefore yay portion needs to be factored in per hour for your operating costs as well. Because most practitioners, they forget about their general operating costs and just think it's their time. Well, it's actually not because if if you've got an office or anything like that, you take into account your insurances and your memberships and so on, they, they all add up really, really quickly. They do. There can be thousands of dollars a month sitting there mm-hmm. in all of that other sneaky stuff. Um, Absolutely, with all the things you've signed up for. The other, uh, the other. Uh, I guess this affects many, many, many Australian businesses, but a lot of the clients and people I talk to work with children and families, and are even more affected by school holidays and summer. And Australia seems to close down for January. I'm not quite sure what that's about. Yeah. Uh, but there's a little bit of um, squirrelling going on and um, putting pennies aside now. And I'm really pleased to hear that it's happening in September, October for the um, managing summer cash flow. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know if you've got any tips or suggestions on that one, but it worries many, many business owners, this mid-December to mid-February kind of lull. Yeah, absolutely. And it is really common, Cathy. Um I think the way you could get around that is to have a 12-week rolling cash flow yep. because you yep. can really pick up your icebergs before you actually get there. So if, we, if we're doing one today that's going to take us into kind of December, we're going to start to see where we're going to run into some trouble. Mm. So we can, um, we can delay payments or, you know, we can make strategies to ensure that you're not short of cash during that time or we can start provisioning to cover your operating expenses during yep, that yep, time. Yep, yep. And a lot of business owners we find don't provision, which is really uh, causes stressful, stressful situations. Yeah, stressful. Yep. And that provisioning could be as simple as having a separate account that a certain amount of money every week goes off into to cover those operating, you know, keep the lights on costs over those couple of, you know, 
those few weeks, but sometimes, you know, as much as as many as six weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And you can provision for a number of liabilities and and icebergs that are going to come up in your business. And I think the more you know about these um, and the earlier you know about them, the the better the strategy can be. Yeah, yeah, because that that BAS payment um, sneaks up on you. It does, yes. And quite often I I hear, Alison, where am I going to find that money? (laughs) <laughs> so that's a really um, common comment. Yeah, yeah, sort of January, February. Oh, amazing. What other uh, kind of all-rounder tips and suggestions do you have for small business owners and particularly those in allied health private practice? The first thing I would probably say is to do your invoicing on a very regular basis. Mm. Daily um, would be good. Yeah, absolutely. And there's no reason why you can't with the systems that are available nowadays. So do your invoicing on a regular basis. Um, I would um, try and remove paper from your life because it becomes paper warfare and things get missed. So I would try to move to um, cloud-based filing systems, whether that be Dropbox or Box or Google Drive. I would look at every area of... um, of your bookkeeping processes and just work out how long it really is taking you to do your bookkeeping mm. um, because if you kept a timesheet and a log of how long it actually takes you, I think you'd probably be very, very scared by those numbers. So, um, Especially if you pause to think about what else you could be doing with that time. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It just takes too long for the penny to drop on that one for business owners. So, um do what you're good at is my biggest biggest mm, advice. Mm, mm, wonderful, wonderful. All righty. Well, we've covered a lot. We we've have. covered a lot. Just give us a quick little rundown a bit about um, efficiency partners and who's under your roof and, and what you do. And then um, we can include that in the show notes. But, um, yeah, just give us a little nutshell. All right. Uh, Efficiency Partners is a bookkeeping firm specialising in the allied health and medical industries. Our head office is on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland and our clients are all over Australia. Our services are basic bookkeeping, uh, right up to high-level bookkeeping, payroll, training, reporting and um, our main goal is to be your trusted business advisors and to provide you with clarity, consistency and confidence and to sort of um, have those hard conversations with you that probably no one is if you're doing it yourself. Yes. <laughs> so uh, our team, we have a team of seven um, and we're all highly experienced. We're all very friendly, down-to-earth people and, yeah, that's, that's about us, Cathy. I reckon it is about it is about us, and in the spirit of full disclosure, you guys do my books. We do. And, um, I'd like to announce publicly the request for you to put just zeros on the end of everything, except for <laughs> so if you could just put zeros on the top and the bottom, that would make me uh, really happy. Okay, I'll um, I'll see if we can manage that. For yeah, you. just a memo. Put the memo out to the team. Yeah. So quite um, often I say to my clients. Now, we need to have a chat about something. It might sting a little. You're going to get over it. (laughs) Ouch. Yeah, so uh, sometimes that has to happen. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you, Alison, for your time. Thank you, thank you. And, um, yeah, just... 
the sun will come out on the Sunshine Coast and thank you for all that you do with um, with both my books but also the books of um, everybody else you do. Absolute heartbeat of, a, of any business. Thank you, Kathy. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining me on the Private Practice Made Perfect podcast. Are your policies and procedures in order for your business or could you do with a little bit of help? I invite you to download my private practice policy and procedure framework, an evolving kit of resources to help you get your policy and procedure house in order. You can access the framework free of charge by visiting privatepracticemadeperfect.com.au. The Private Practice Made Perfect podcast is brought to you by the Experts on Air podcast network.